try this again. I believe that we are going. We are live. What is cooking good looking? What is gravy in the Navy? What the fuck is up, world? It's your boy, KJ, Kevin Hoos, whatever the fuck you want to call me. This is like my fifth podcast go now, my tenth time on YouTube. I'm making this, I'm making that, but we are here now with the normal podcast. We're just normal out here, you know? I just, I like the name. I think people will say someone's normal and... What the fuck is normal? You know, I don't really think anybody in their right mind can say that they're a normal person. Like, define normal for me. What I guess you could say normal is like average. You you could say normal is the majority, I guess you could say. But when it comes to being a person being normal, I don't think anyone in their right fucking mind is actually normal. I think everyone's unique. I think everyone has their own shit to deal with. I think everyone goes through different shit, but yet the same shit, just in different motherfucking ways. And that's what we're going to be talking about here. We're going to be talking about this. We're going to be talking about that, but more in specific. We're going to be talking about what's going on in the fucking world because... This is not a normal time now, is it? I'm going to be saying normal so much on this fucking first episode, and I cannot wait. But again, if you guys are new here, I am your host, Kevin Hoops, or KJ. I do a lot on YouTube. I used to do even more, but you know, I'm getting back into things. Um, trying to dabble in my feet again in the podcast. We're going to see where it, uh, it takes me, but... Really, I, uh, I'm i going to be talking about, you know, shit that's going on in the world. Movies, news, politics, fucking just about anything under the sun we're going to be talking about. Whether it's someone going to see their grandma and seeing their grandma that died. Who the fuck knows what we're going to be talking about, all right? could be some crazy shit it could be some boring shit but we're gonna be talking about it here now the whole grandma thing didn't make much sense but that's the thing we're not making a lot of sense here we're gonna be talking about random shit we're gonna be talking about shit that everybody's talking about but you know we'll we'll, we'll be getting into really the structure of the podcast i guess you could say later on in the episodes sorry if i'm looking to my screen on my left i'm I've got multiple screens going on. It's a one-man production crew over here, all right? It's just me, and uh, we're just going to be talking about what's going on in the world. Now, what's going on in the world now, it's currently 2021, and that really the, the tail end of 2021. Christmas is in like four days. It's December 21st, as in at least the date that I'm recording this, and... The world is fucking insane, bro. Like, think about everything that's happened, not only in just 2021, but 2020. The world almost fucking caught on fire. At least it seemed like the United States in particular almost went up in flames, bro. And I'm not talking about no forest fires, but the riots, the COVID, the fucking shutdowns people going back into society and it's i i saw it from the beginning i think it was in a baseball game it was one of the first baseball games back and literally the 
the person up at bat was up at bat, and I think he got struck out or he got walked purposefully because he was just too good or he just sucked, one of the two. And he ended up literally charging the mound. Like, this bull was so angry for no reason. Like, bro, you should be so happy you are back out of lockdown, but you're all angry over getting walked or struck out. Like, relax. Like, if anything, we should all be happy that we're going back into society, that things are starting to become normal. I'm doing it all podcast, baby. But, like, really, we're saying that things are going back to normal. But, number one, what necessarily was normal back in 2018, 2019, early 2020? And what is normal going to be after all of this? I think normal could be a lot, lot different than how things might have used to be or how we used to call normal before COVID. I think there's almost going to be a... A before COVID normal, I guess you could say, and an after COVID normal of just how things are gonna go regularly. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a little, little bit of uh, cum in my mouth. I'm <laughs> just kidding, but uh, just a little clogged throat. You know, it's a little cold out here, out in Pennsylvania. That's where I am. And just in case you guys are new, and if there's anyone recurring to the podcast before, because it used to be called the highlights, the feed, this, and that. But uh, thank you for coming back. I appreciate it. And uh, it's going to be a kind of the same thing, but a little bit different. Going to be a little bit more upbeat, a lot more entertaining, a bit more savagery and just myself, just me being myself, me giving my own opinion on what the fuck I think about. <sighs> and yeah, I'm going to be drinking out of a water bottle too. I know some people bitch about that on podcast. I'm fucking thirsty, all right? Maybe I want to hit a vape. Maybe I want to smoke some weed. I'm going to do what I want to fucking do and hit record, all right? And if you don't want to listen, you don't have to listen. It's that simple. But that's a whole other thing that we can get into. Maybe the next podcast. But uh, well, one of the topics that's been going around, and I've I've been a fan of this uh, universe, I guess you could say, but the new fucking Spider-Man. That shit is blowing. I, I know I keep on looking at this screen. Sorry for the viewers actually looking and uh, like on YouTube and shit. Uh, I will start looking at the camera more. I'm I'm working on it. All right, but Spider Man has been uh, apparently really good. The the uh, No Way Home, I believe it's called the third one in the Tom Holland series. Uh, I haven't fucking seen it. You know, I just haven't had, number one, any time to go to the movies. Number two, I didn't even know the movies were fucking open. Like, I thought that would be a main line, main uh, news head, a uh, main new headline in the news. Movies reopening, movie theaters reopening. Like, nope, didn't see any of that. Instead, it's COVID vaccine, more people died, uh, terrorist attacks over here. Just, you know, the usual terrible fake news that they're constantly trying to feed us, it seems like. But, you know, what are we going to do about it? Other than try and find our own our own news. Which, you know, I may try and be, I might try and give you guys the, the scoop of what's going on in our crazy society. And I'm going to try and keep the mic like this so it's good audio quality. Because I think this is where the better audio quality is. But... Just work with me, guys, as I'm trying to get back into the swing of things. <clears throat> but some statistics on the new Spider-Man I wanted to bring up. It, it's not just like 
oh yeah, it's really good. No, it is the second highest grossing movie on opening weekend ever in the United States ever. It might be in the fucking world because, you know, what other country's making movies like the U.S. is? Come on now. Come on now. We got movies on top of movies. We're remaking movies from 15 years ago. Hashtag Matrix Resurrection. Oh, yeah, totally didn't just watch it for the first time this year. But, you know, new Star Wars, new this, new that. I mean, even the Spider-Man technically is remade for, I believe, the second time. And it's now just hitting the the highest grossing opening weekend. But if you remember Spider-Man 2, I believe it was, um, the one with uh, the octopus hand guy, Dr. Oz, or I don't remember necessarily. But uh, I believe that one is like the high. It used to be one of the highest grossing movies ever, like of all time. But No Way Home, the fact that I think the new Spider-Man movie, and to put things into perspective, Homecoming, the second one in the series, is at number 44 on opening weekend at $144 million. So it's not like it, it, it was like, all right, it's not like it was normal or average for it to hit $250 million, or no, I think it hit $260 million, I'm sorry, on opening weekend. So for a movie to hit $260 it's pretty big, and it hit number two. I think number three. Uh, I don't actually remember what the third. Uh, uh, number three was Endgame, or was it Infinity War? No, mm, no, no. I have it right here. I'm sorry. Endgame is number one at three hundred fifty million, and I actually don't even have Infinity War. But I'm ninety nine percent sure Infinity War is number three because some of the headlines were like. Oh, uh, um, Spider-Man No Way Home is has surpassed Infinity War. And I was like, wait, Infinity War is not like the newest, like the latest Avengers movie. Endgame is. Endgame is $350 million at number one. So it made me think... Endgame changed the fucking game, I think, for maybe superhero movies, maybe just the Marvel Universe. But I don't really think we've seen... I, I I think there there might have not been a there might have not been a single movie after Endgame after COVID. I know Homecoming came out after Endgame, but that was before COVID. There hasn't been a Marvel movie that's came out after COVID in who knows how long. It's been two years almost, three years maybe. I know Endgame came out in 2018, or maybe that was 2019. My stats aren't completely the best, but you know you guys can fact check me. But I think ever since Endgame and really Infinity War, since the Avengers has been building up these characters, this universe, it is now you see, I think, changing the game of movies where almost every new Marvel Universe movie that has been in the Avengers or a character that's been in the universe in those Avengers movies, that movie is just going to do astronomically good, if not push newer boundaries as being a normalcy, doing it again, baby, but uh, uh, making a new normal for movies on opening weekend, a new standard on opening weekend of hitting 200 million, of hitting 250 million, whatever the price is, these movies are starting to make a lot more money, it seems, on opening weekend. Now, I believe Spider-Man Homecoming, or Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm sorry, the, the newest one, I believe it was only in theaters. I don't think it was in 
or released on mobile devices like an early release or anything or like a 50-50 type of deal. Um, so that might be a reason uh, it did really well as well because a lot, it just got a lot of people to go out. It's really like the end of this COVID thing that we're experiencing. So that might be another factor. It might just be a new normal now just because these Marvel movies, the business structure that they had was build these characters, build a viewership, and now every time they release a new movie, you have a set 1 million, 100 million, however the fuck many people go to it and, and see it automatically to every single movie just because they're invested in the series. And that was a whole lot, lot of talking right there that I necessarily wasn't expecting. But I, I think I hit all the topping points that I wanted to. Um, another thing that could have, uh, I guess you could say, helped or might have been another factor of why it got so big. Disney Plus was released in the most in the uh, recent years. I think it came out two or three years ago, I want to say 2020 around then. Uh, and you know, you have Loki that came out, you have the new series Hawkeye that came out, the what if, whatever the hell that series was, I didn't watch that, the Wanda and Vision series that came out, I didn't watch the Wanda or Vision one or any of the other, any of those except for Hawkeye and Loki. Loki was a sm- a banger, absolute banger, out of the park, loved it. Loki was phenomenal. Um... And then Hawkeye I'm watching now, it's eh. It's, I'd give it a uh, 5 to 6 out of 10, and Loki's more of like an 8, 9 out of 10, just to put things into perspective. But the, the TV shows can get more viewers, it can get a different audience, a broader audience. A lot more families can watch them, just, you know, sit down and watch it with your kids or kids now instead of watching netflix and shit which was really their only choice if they wanted to watch a streaming service maybe now only kids are watching disney plus because that's literally only catered for kid shit it only you're not gonna find a single tv show or movie that says fuck literally they might say shit or damn or ass like once in a blue moon but they're not going around throwing explicit content it's all pg stuff over there so that might be another factor of just getting a wider audience, a wider range audience of kids. I don't know. Just another factor of why it could have been big. Maybe it's just that good. Maybe it is just that good. I'm not saying it's not good. I haven't watched it, so I really can't give my opinion on if it's good or not. But it seems really good. It seems like it's doing extremely well. It's breaking boundaries. It's doing extremely well compared to other Marvel movies. Uh, another uh, thing I saw was, to put things into perspective, I think like Guardians of the Galaxy in, in general is a really good series. And after Guardians of the Galaxy 1, I think there was probably a lot of hype for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And that was actually 44 on the list of highest grossed movies uh, on opening weekend in the, in the U.S., or of all time, I don't exactly know, but I, I, I it would have to be the U.S. because all it was like literally all movies and games there. It definitely has to be the U.S. or in in all. It has to be the same list, basically, is what I'm trying to get at. But it was uh, number 27. I'm sorry, did I say 40? 44 was Homecoming. I mentioned that earlier. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two 
is at number 27 of the highest-grossing movies on opening weekend at number 27, and it made $146 million. So not terrible whatsoever, but $100 million more No Way Home made. Like, it's a whole different ballpark. $100 million ain't a little bit amount of money. It's a lot of fucking money. That is a lot of people. Another thing I didn't even think of, though, is maybe it's the ticket prices. That might be a little inflated. Don't really know. Obviously, as time goes on, you know, things cost more just because of inflation. But, you know, it, it might just be really that good. And compared to others, it, it might just be that fucking good. If not, it might just be mediocre and there might be other factors into it. And... Yeah, that's all I've got really on the whole Spider-Man No Way Home topic that I picked out for us today. I really don't think there's anything else to add on it other than I have heard it's the best Spider-Man in the entire Spider-Man series. Like, beating um, the first Peter Parker. uh, I forget the second guy's name. Uh, It's uh, right on the tip of my tongue. Shit, Tony McGuire, I think it's something like that. Tony McGuire, I believe I hit it on the head. Uh, but obviously he's like the release in 2000, the 2000 Spider-Man through that era. Uh, that's the one that I grew up on. That's the one I love. I think that that's like the classic Spider-Man for me whenever I think of Spider-Man. Tom Holland, definitely a good actor. Definitely a great Spider-Man series. I just think for me it's like the OG type of thing. But Tom Holland's like a second, a very close second. Like, it's not like, if if anything, they're both number one. I just have different likes, I think, about both. But I think when it comes to graphics and actual filmmaking, Tom Holland probably wins because of technology, because of CGI. The advancements that we made since the beginning of 2000s has been almost astronomical compared to earlier years or the 19th century advancement in technology. When it comes to things on a screen, I think that we might have only started the actual advancement that we can actually do. And when, especially when you started to see all this VR shit and AR shit, it's crazy, bro. It is really a crazy world that we live in and I don't think anything will ever I don't think anything will ever be normal again. <laughs> totally didn't trip up on my words there. But another thing that's uh, been going on is a little Halo Infinite release. Now, for those of you that don't play video games, you probably live under a rock. Like, come on now. Who really doesn't play video, uh, video games in general? Like, I think... At least you've had to maybe at least play to friends. I guess, you know, everyone doesn't play video games, and that makes sense. I perfectly understand. Gotta hit the vape. But I think a lot of people play video games, and it's just growing. I think video games is very comparable to sports. And some of you be like, what the fuck did you just say, Jared? Like, Kevin, what the fuck are you talking about? Video games? Like, sports? 
how many kids play sports when they're in like you know elementary school or whatever? How many kids play video games in elementary school or whatever? Yeah, it's the same type of deal. I think it may not be the best or a good substitute for sports or physical activity, but I think it's you know something for a kid to get distracted with for a kid to do for a kid to maybe even learn there's plenty of learning games or educational games that are for kids that are you know in that age range of elementary school or preschool or whatever it is but i think a lot of kids play video games now and including me like i grew up playing video games i had a game boy i had a ds literally since i could remember being little i was playing video games right but uh, to, to go on with the Halo Infinite thing, Halo's been around for over a decade. Like, before, not my time, but when I really started getting into video games and playing them more compared to when I was, you know, in elementary school, Halo was a staple in the video game community. Like, uh, the multiplayer space, if you didn't know or play Halo... You weren't in the fucking multiplayer space, homie. I don't know what you're talking about. <coughs> um, you know, I kind of veered off towards the COD scene and the COD community because Halo was kind of more on like that downward slope. The I think it kind of peaked and had Halo 3, maybe that Halo Reach type of uh, era. But Halo Infinite seems to be coming back pretty strong and i played it when it first came out i loved it uh i did kind of you know veer off just playing video games in general just because i got busy with shit but you know i think i think that halo can make a comeback here i think halo infinite the the first hcs uh which is like the professional league for uh halo uh that just had their first event hcs rally you know, three hundred fifty thousand dollar prize pool. That that's no, uh, that's no little prize pool in my opinion. I think for their first tournament, it's not like a playoff sort of deal where playoffs usually are a bigger prize pool. You know, it's like a playoff game in sports. It's worth a lot more. Not necessarily worth a lot more, but it's a lot more important. And I'm sure for those players, if they win a playoff game, it might have something in their contract of a bonus or something. Who knows? I don't know sports contracts, but I do know prize pools and $350,000 prize pool for just a regular season tournament is a pretty nice prize pool. Uh, it was an open bracket event, which I'm a big fan of for, for those of you that don't, for those of you that don't listen to esports and that are still listening, what are you doing? Like esports do you hear esports? It's going to be the new sports. It's like I was saying, video games is like sports. Very comparable. Everybody's going to be watching it. Everyone's going to be playing it. Uh, if you compare sports, you could say, to video games of watching a sport. People say, why do you watch video games? Why would you want to watch somebody play something when you could just play it yourself? You could say the same exact thing about sports. Why would you watch somebody play soccer when you could play soccer? It's the same thing. Maybe you don't want to just play it. You want to freaking watch it and figure something new out. Figure out how to do something different with your game to make yourself better. Freaking scrubs. Freaking degenerates. They don't know what 
we're going into in the next couple of years. You know, I'm starting to learn more about NFTs. I'm learning more about the backhand, back end of esports. There's a lot of shit that goes into this. And, you know, I've bitched a lot about the Call of Duty community and whatnot, but. You know, I, I think there's a lot on the back end of Activision I necessarily didn't know about. But there's also a lot that, you know, I have problems with that they could still fix. But we aren't going to necessarily get into that. Because that's a whole nother story and a whole nother rabbit hole. My gosh, 24 minutes in, not too shabby. But like I was saying with the HCS Rally event... It was an open bracket event. And for those of you that don't know what an open bracket event is, basically uh, 16 teams went that were already a part of the professional league, you could say. You know, the professionals that are always competing against each other in regular matches, in not tournament type settings, on online qualifiers, and things like that. The ones that are the staples in the community, the top dogs. Those 16 teams were already invited, you could say. They were already going to be going. And then you have another 16 teams. If not, you have, um, you could say, qualifiers or, uh, yeah, it would be qualifiers, qualifying matches for then another 16 teams to be entered into the open bracket. So, in these qualifying matches, you have, you know, 260, who knows how many total teams actually um, getting a team pass and qualify and uh, competing in these qualifying matches, but, you know, they, they, they compete against each other, and at the end of the qualifiers, a certain amount of those teams that won or did well in the qualifiers will then be those 16 pick teams, or those, they, they will all go against each other for them to pick out the 16 teams that are going to actually be going to the open bracket. But basically what all that is, is it's giving a chance for amateur players. It's giving a chance for people that may think they're going to be an amateur or think that they can be a pro. You know, they, they want to give trying playing Halo professionally uh, a try. They want to give it a go. They want to see how they are against other professionals or people that are better than the average Joe Schmo that just fucking plays casually like a scrub. Sorry, scrubs, just sometimes casual players can sometimes just grind my gears a little bit, you could say. But I'm a big fan of this. I, I think it's a good thing that the Halo, it, it, it shows growth. If anything, it gets people wanting to play Halo, not only to become professionally, but you know they want to get to know why, what Halo is, why it has so much hype around it, why people were so interested in it years ago, why it died, why it's coming back, why people are now investing into this league where it's coming back pretty strong at $350,000 prize pool. You know, I think that's very good. And for them to also... The championship event is going to be crowdfunded. So the one at like the more uh, end of the year, the tail end of the year or tail end of the season i guess you could say i don't necessarily know what a halo infinite or hcs year entails whether they're going to be releasing a new game whether they're going to stick to just halo infinite or a two-year system where a new game comes out who the fuck knows uh but the the championship event the one at the end of the season tail end of the year whatever you want to call it uh is 
crowdfunded, so basically all in-game purchases that the people that are going to be supporting the HCS, the people that watch Halo, they actually can buy skins, they can buy things in-game that goes directly towards the prize pool of the championship event. Which not only means a bigger a bigger prize pool, but it, it gets bigger in general. It gets Halo it gives Halo growth. It gets people more interested in it. It gets more people interested in the competitive side of it. And I think really like Halo is competitive in general. When you play a casual game of Halo, you're trying to win the game. I could care less about my kills. I'm trying to win the game in a casual game. That's just me though. I'm a naturally born competitive person and i just want to win in general but you know playing a casual game of halo compared to a casual game of call of duty i'm a lot more invested in trying to win in halo compared to call of duty now whether that's just because i you know i'm more new to halo compared to cod who knows but you know overall i think that that's really good for halo i think that you know they're coming back pretty strong you know, they also came back with team skins, which those compared to the Call of Duty ones are just phenomenal. The Call of Duty ones literally look like dick. They look like you sh took a shit and just served it to your customers, and that's all you're going to get for the rest of the year. And you're going to cry about it. You're going to bitch about it. But we're just not going to give a shit at all. And, you know, that's why I'm, I'm done with Call of Duty, bro. I am done with Call of Duty. And I'm just... I just cannot see myself playing another year of a shitty game knowing what has to be, what has to be. Like, not maybe, not if, like, everybody in the Call of Duty community that knows Call of Duty, that plays it, and knows what's good casually compared to what is good competitively and actually understands the difference... I'm just done. Like, shit has to be changed that everybody's on agreement on. And they're not making changes. They're moving backwards, in my opinion. They're not making the changes to make Call of Duty bigger. They're not making changes to make multiplayer or the competitive side of Call of Duty bigger. They're basically just using Warzone as a cash cow as well as the release of the new multiplayer mode, slash campaign and zombies, which may I add, I don't think anyone fucking played the zombies, and if you still play the campaign of any game, just find the ones that are only campaign and zero multiplayer. Because the campaigns are probably going to be ass. <sighs> See, and this is why I just don't talk about Call of Duty, because it just grinds my ears. And it, it, for no reason. Like, it's literally a video game, and there's no reason to get angry about something that you have no control over changing. It makes no sense. So, therefore, fuck Call of Duty. Yay, Halo! Go Halo! Halo's great! I'm bowing down to Halo! Like, fuck yes. God damn, finally a good competitive console. Not even con it's not even a console game. Like I play on my PC, I use a controller, and I dick kids because I'm a naturally born god when it comes to FPS games. Now why wouldn't you listen to a naturally born god on FPS games that has zero credibility at playing competitive games? I ask myself that every day. <laughs>
My God. What else do I have on the sheet? <clears throat> oh, yes. Yeah, so, so Cloud9 actually won the event. So for those of you that don't know, Cloud9's been in the esports space for a good amount of time now, I would say. It's definitely growing as a brand. And I think that them winning the, the first tournament for Halo is definitely big for them. Uh, really don't know much about the organization other than they've been around for a while. I've heard them a lot. Don't know anyone on the team or anything. <coughs> E-Unite, uh, they, they did win $140,000 for the whole team, so divide that by four, take some taxes out of that. And that's what each player got individually. E-United came in second with an $84,000 prize, which, you know, I think that's what? 6000 to get to ninety, and then you add 50 so 56 k difference. That's not bad. It's about 10 k per player. It is a 4v4 format. So, you know, 10 k in the grand scheme of things when you're getting paid $50,000 because you played video games for three or four days, pretty fucking good. And it's not just that they didn't just play three to four days. Yes, the tournament was three to four days, but these guys, number one, have been playing Halo probably their entire lives, probably since they could pick up a controller. And since the game came out, I guarantee you the guys that came in top four, top five, have literally literally been playing the game at, at minimum eight hours a day, seven days a fucking week. Because that is... Literally what you have to be doing, it, it is a professional type of job. Your life has to be completely dedicated to this. It, professional esports, I think, is very underrated when it comes to the time that actually gets put into it. Because how many, like I was saying in the beginning, so many people nowadays play video games. It's such a normalized, but unk dink, did it again. But video games have been so normalized, everyone does it, and the amount of people that take it to the next level is a lot more people than you would think trying to actually become a professional in playing the video game of their choice, which is super surprising in our day and age, obviously. But I mean, it's almost like not normalized in my era, but for the people being born now that in 10 years are going to be 10 years old... They're going to be seeing professional esports players making millions of dollars as a normal thing. And I'm over here predicting it. I'm over here talking about it. Ten years beforehand, you heard me here first. You know, you heard it on the normal podcast. First, bitch. I'm over here talking about it. I'm over here criticizing it and giving my damn opinion on it. I won't even say criticizing it. I say I'm just, you know, giving my opinion whether it's nice or not, bitch. I really haven't even said what they should or should not do. So it definitely wasn't any criticism. But uh, I think one of the story type of uh, matches, the one of the big story matches that I think everyone was talking about was the Sentinels versus Optic match. And I believe this one was the losers in the losers bracket. It wasn't the first time they faced off. Because I saw the first time they faced off in winners in the winners bracket, an optic fucking slap Sentinels left and right gave him a good old 3-0. And I, I guess in loser Sentinels uh, said, "Fuck you, Optic. Uh, we're gonna take the W now and keep on going on in this tournament." <clears throat> Can you give me like ten minutes? Oh, all right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. All right. Can I put this? Just give me like ten minutes. Thank you.
<clears throat> Sorry, you know, just, you know, down here recording in the good old house. Just getting interrupted a little bit. But we're all chilling, getting back on track. Sentinels beat Optic. Now, uh, Formal, who is actually a part of Optic Gaming in general, he's not on a professional team or anything. He's just more of a content creator. You know, obviously, ex-Halo Pro, ex-Call of Duty Pro, just retired this year. Came back into the Halo scene and actually competed for the Sentinels. Now, he only actually competed for them because Royal 2 actually got caught cheating. And if you guys don't know anything about the whole cheating scandal that happened, he basically did something with his router so he could get better servers whenever he was hosting or just better servers in general. So he would have a better connection compared to everyone else in scrims or on um, in the qualifiers to actually see what the seating was going to be in this tournament. So he ended up being suspended until January 28th, I believe it was. Let me, uh, yeah, January 28th of 2022, he is suspended till, until. Now, he does live in Canada, and a lot of the Halo professional community does play in the U.S. So, you could really w- give the argument. I've seen some arguments or some pieces or some people saying he shouldn't have even been suspended. But then there's other people saying that, yo, dude, he totally should have been suspended. Or maybe just like, hey, man, maybe it shouldn't have been a suspension or maybe he should have just had to play or his team should have just had to play in the open bracket. Because him not playing could have really affected the Sentinels playing in the tournament in general. And they may have not even been able to go to the tournament if they couldn't find a fourth or it may not have even been worth it to go with a random fourth who just, you know, just got on the team and doesn't know the strategies, doesn't know the, the doesn't have any team chemistry, like just very, very up up in the air if you go with a random fourth. So there's a lot of uh, speculation on the whole Royal Two situation. But I think, you know, he knew he was doing something he probably shouldn't have and it ended up biting him in the ass. It, it shit happens, you know, literally shit happens and you have to pay the price and just move forward knowing that you made a mistake and you're not going to make it again. It's that simple. If he makes it again, you know, he, his reputation is basically done. I think right now, like maybe if it really wasn't that bad, you know, he definitely got kind of lucky. It doesn't seem like his reputation is in the shitter. It seems like a lot of people still respect him. You know, I don't think his reputation has gone down maybe just a little bit. But, you know, I think he's still a really good Halo player. I think a lot of other people still see him as that. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely uh, bad and good for the Sentinels. You know, definitely bad that, you know, one of their players was caught cheating and good that they could find a replacement in time. And they placed fourth with a random. That's definitely fucking impressive. So give a good old round of applause to, to the good old guys over at Sentinels. Formal for clutching the fuck up. Beating his own, you know, quote-unquote team or organization at the event. Very impressive. <clears throat> but uh, I, I think a, a big question up in the air is uh, what's next for Formal? I think... He could maybe go on to another team. I don't know if Royal 2 is coming back onto the team. I don't know if Sentinels is going to keep him around. You know, he did get caught for cheating. I don't know the whole story. Once again, the story that was told that Sentinels gave out is the whole router thing. That's what everyone's understanding was. 
But, you know, behind closed doors, it could have been a little different. You know, he could have been doing something that was a lot more cheatable or cheat-like or more favorable for his – that went in his advantage. So it may have not been the full story. It may have not been the full truth. So they might just say, Royal 2, bye-bye, hello, formal. Or they might just say, Royal 2, get your ass back in here, bye-bye, formal. Uh, but, you know, formal, what's next? Uh, he was on Space Station Gaming beforehand and ended up leaving there because of this opportunity. Sentinels is obviously more of a top-tier team compared to uh, Space Station Gaming, mostly because Space Station Gaming is more of a newer team, a newer organization, may not necessarily have as much capital as an organization with like Sentinels, who has a, a backing company, I believe. Or a parent company, you could say, that has more backing, that has more capital, uh, and gives them more support to, you know, more higher paid contracts, better players, blah, 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 blah. So uh, I think uh, that's pretty interesting when it comes to that. Um, I'm trying to see if there's a Zoom feature on here. So I, my eyes are actually, like, fucking terrible, and I am just having trouble reading my screen. Ah, oh, jeez. I don't think that there is. Which fucking sucks. You know, that really does. But uh, another thing I'm going to get into, and uh, sorry for those of you that are, you know, politic-based and whatnot. But, you know, just coming out here with a little bit of news that I thought was, you know, a little coincidental. A little bit, uh, well, that's a little funny. Uh, Texas begins the construction of the 1.7 mile wall. So uh, there's a the governor there. Yeah, he is the current governor of Texas. Greg Abbott uh, ended up uh, putting out a statement that they're going to be putting up this wall. It's 1.7 miles. You know, that's the only part that they're putting up right now. I heard rumors that it was to basically fix or... or make or uh fill the gap of the wall that trump previously tried to make i don't know how true that is if there was even construction down in texas when trump was in office i don't know much about the wall in general if there or the the wall i feel like is just like a phrase almost of necessarily trying to stop immigration and it's a metaphorical phrase as well as a literal phrase of a literal fucking wall. But I, I don't, I never actually saw a wall. I never saw anyone building a wall. Never saw anything about building a wall in the news or anything. But I, I definitely would think that that would be something that Biden would have stopped or Biden would talk about in the debates when the debates were going on and. I didn't hear anything about it, the construction of a wall. Obviously, you know, you can criticize Trump wanting a wall. I heard plenty of that, but there was no sense of there was actually being a wall made. But, you know, now there, now there is. Now I, I've seen it. And whether it's to actually fill a gap of a wall or maybe a fence, I could see. Because there's obviously a border. There's obviously fences. There's places where people cannot cross. So... Whether it's to fill gaps of maybe certain borders that Trump put up, you know, maybe put up bigger fences, bigger borders, I don't know. 
I would assume, you know, my understanding of the border down at Texas before the whole Trump thing was there's probably like a barbed wire fence across the whole border or and, you know, maybe there's some gaps here and there. And, you know, that's why there's border control. Um, now, whether Trump made bigger fences, made an actual wall, who the fuck knows if this is maybe making a gap in. Maybe there, maybe there's a general gap in the original border at Texas, and they're just putting this wall there, and they're just saying they're filling Trump's gapped wall. But really, it's just a regular wall, and they're just saying they're bringing Trump's name into it. Because when you bring Trump's name into something, you get views on top of views, and you can criticize somebody. It's basically just a whole big political punching bag. It seems like. But that's just, you know, from how I see things. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm Biden 100% is too for all the people on the right. And uh, to bring up Biden, uh, this is something I just thought was interesting and kind of almost, you, you see it with almost every president of they say they're going to do something and they don't, or they say they're going to do something, they do the opposite. Uh, basically, they're just liars, you know, they're, they're pol- politicians, so, you know, they're trying to blow smoke up your ass and make you like him so they get your vote. But um, let's see. Biden recently received the Trump administration's or uh, not not all right. So he by, let, let me restate that. I I was misquoting my typing which was actually quoting an article I was reading, but this is 100% fact. Biden recently revived the Trump administration's immigration policies. Um I think in 2021, it might have been earlier this year. I don't think it was too recent that he did that. It might have been a few months ago. But I I am more thinking it was in 2021 and not 2020 just because of all the COVID shit that was going on. But that is 100% something that Biden has done. He has basically um, revived and put back in place the Trump administration's policies on immigration down at the border. And um, uh, the reason it got revived in the first place was because Biden actually shut it down when he first got in office in 2020. This is why I think it happened in 2021 and not 2020, because these things kind of take time and you see the results take time. It's not just the you make a policy and the next day you see the results immediately. Like, no, it takes some time for you to see results, whether it's good results or bad results. But I'm going to quote a little paragraph here from an article from the White House, from the website. Like this is 100% coming from the Biden administration word for word. Um, So develop a strategy to address irregular migration across the southern border and create a humane asylum system. That was a headline of the thing I'm about to read or a topic that they were going to get into on one of the first things he's going to do when he gets in office. Um, so this was in the, 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 to put things in context, uh, that was the title or, um, little headline of the paragraph I'm about to read and the whole entire, uh, article, I guess you could say where I got it from came out, uh, last year in 2020 when Biden first got in office and was released by the white house of what they're going to be doing. Um, the, the, their first couple policy or, um, changes that they're going to make in the first uh, couple days of being in office or first couple months being in office. 
I remember there's like a first 60 days or first 100 days, so this might have been part of that. But the paragraph says, the Trump administration's policies at the border have caused chaos, cruelty, and confusion. These policies have undermined the safety of our communities, penalized asylum seekers fleeing violence, and destabilized security across the Western Hemisphere. Today, the Biden-Harris administration will begin to roll back the most damaging policies adopted by the prior administration while taking effective action to manage migration across the region. Uh, it did go in, uh, I, I believe, a little bit more about what was going to what basically elaborating on that paragraph. Uh but they released that in 2020. That was something they released. And you can see they are saying Trump's policy on migration is terrible. It's cruel. It's chaos. It's absolutely something that should not be. It's almost inhumane. Blah, 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 blah. Yet a year later, when they see the results of something that they have done in their first year of being in office, they see the results and it's absolutely terrible. They're having... More violent people come in compared to nonviolent people, and they have a whole bunch of people coming into the economy that aren't supporting the economy. If anything, they're hurting the economy, and it's not because they're poor, they're not working, they're just not uh, affecting the, con the economy in a good way. So, you almost have to say, are you against or for this policy even though you said you were against it, you took the policy down, you put a stop to it, but then you put the policy back in action a year later after you noticed you fucked up. And, you know, maybe it's not the best policy to put in place. Maybe there has to be a couple things changed. I don't, I honestly don't know what the policy says. I don't know what the rules are on the immigration stance. I just don't think it's a good thing for someone to try to get in office by trashing a policy that they're going to take down and then a year later put back in place because they noticed that that policy is actually good. So should we have we even voted somebody in that is just learning things that the people that were already in already knew? It just doesn't make much sense to me. I think if we already had, and I'm not saying Trump was the better vote, I'm just saying... If you have somebody that's doing something good, you know it's something good, and you know maybe some things have to be changed with that certain something good. You know, not everything is perfect. Things always are being changed throughout time. You know, there's always things to be improved on. But to move a step back and then to move a step forward and be right back to where we were, it's just going to take even longer to make the policy even better. Am I wrong? Like, if anything, now they're going to have to get the results of the policy being back in place to see what they can do to make the policy better. It, that doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense to me. Uh, but, but, but what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing with my spaghetti? Like, what? I don't understand. And I'm not saying Biden's bad. I'm not saying Trump's bad. I'm not saying Biden's good. I'm not saying Trump is good. I'm just saying the people that are running this shit, because I definitely don't think it's old man Biden that's about to fucking die every time he goes to another press conference. Like, dude, that guy is on so much drugs, he could get probably half of the United States fucking high. Jeez.
like a crackhead would probably be super high, who's got a tolerance of who knows how high off crack, and will be taking what Biden's taking and feel like he's higher than he's ever fucking been before. Like, th- when you look at the guy, his eyes are like black. It, it looks like he's, you know, not even there f- mentally. It just seems like he's a zombie almost. And I'm sure fucking Trump was on who knows how many narcotics, you know, meth and like drugs trying to make him super energetic so he could hit 50 places in a fucking day. Like, I'm pretty sure for his campaign thing, he was 100% on some shit, hitting so many places at his age and traveling that much on a plane. You know, it does a lot to your body, and I'm sure you're taking shit so it counteracts all the, the fucking... What's the word? All of the tiredness on your body, all of the exhaustion that your body is receiving. But I really don't think uh, that was a smart move from the Biden administration. Not saying that they haven't made any smart moves yet, uh, uh, any smart moves since. But uh, just one thing that I've saw that I've wanted to talk about and you know get out there because I think that that is pretty interesting, and I think that. Trump has gone under fire a lot for shit he necessarily shouldn't have been went under fire for. And that's why so many people have a certain opinion on him that's really like a negative opinion on him. And, uh, you know, I definitely think he's an idiot and, you know, has a really big mouth. And definitely some of his viewpoints on maybe women or uh, the way taxes are. Who the fuck knows what you you could almost say anything wrong with Trump and it might stick. But, you know, he definitely is a very, very polarizing person in general. And when I think about him, I have to think about he knows he's this polarizing person. He's not an idiot. He's a pretty smart business person. And, you know, I'd like to think he's kind of clever and almost like memeish. You know, like he he's kind of always up to date with what's going on in society almost. Maybe, you know. He's not going around saying no cap and, you know, posting shit on TikTok. But I like to think he knows a little bit about social media, a little bit about views and clicks and going back and forth. And because of that, he he's in the media a lot. And I think his presidency was one of the most media coverage, media criticized presidencies we've ever seen, whether that's because of the era or time that we live in or just because he's one of the first presidents that really didn't have a political background, who the fuck knows why. But, you know, I think you you can't really argue that he was the most media criticized president that we've ever had. Probably one of the most, if not the most, disliked president that we've ever had. But at the same time, you know, he did have uh, a good amount of people vote for him this year. Or I guess that was actually a lot. Holy shit. It was last year that that whole election thing went down. That's just pretty crazy. You know, to go into the whole other thing of a little bit about the election thing. uh, I just heard some, some things about you know, mail-in ballots and all that and how mail-in ballots are one of the most, um, what's the word, inefficient slash fraudulent ways, and not fraudulent, inaccurate ways of uh, 
of voting, basically. And, you know, when all of this shit went down for our country to vote our next leader in, there was definitely just a lot that went up in air. There was a lot that was unknown. And there, there, I won't even get into that, honestly. I'll just wrap it up here. But, uh, you know, I think the world we live in is definitely crazy right now, especially when it comes to politics. I don't really think I'm left. I don't really think I'm right. You know, there's definitely things I like about on the left side. There's definitely things I like about on the right side. I definitely, you know, when it comes to uh, discrimination, I think it's terrible. I think basically everyone should, you know, be able to do what they want to do. Everyone should be able to see who they want to see. They should be able to talk to whoever they want to fucking talk to, go wherever they want to go, do whatever they want to do to their body, whether that's an abortion, whether it's smoke some weed, whatever the case may be. But I also think, you know, people should also be able to have the right to bear arms. They should also have free speech. You know, things shouldn't be censored as much this day and age. But, um, you know, there's a lot of shit that's going on in this world that I think that makes it not normal and, you know, this is just a normal podcast is what I'm going to be calling it and I, I actually really like the name and let me know how you guys like the first episode of the normal podcast. Uh, we are on Spotify, we are on anchor dot slash anchor slash FM normal Kevin, I believe it's uh, <laughs> the website. But 100% on Spotify. We should be on Apple Podcasts as well. Um, I'm not necessarily sure what the name on Apple is going to be. It might be the Highlights Podcast or the Feed. Those were the previous ones that I was a host of. Uh, you know, We're just going to be going by the normal podcast now. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, all that mumbo-jumbo. You can find it in the description or on anchor.fm slash normalkevin. My mic is floppy, and I'm going to be wrapping it up now because the mic is floppy. But stay normal, people. Just stay fucking normal.